got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Good morning. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. The third hour. You can get involved by calling. Uh, there are two lines open right now. By calling 888 53773 888 77 Jesse J E S S E Jesse My biblical question for this week Are you a whole or divided person? Are you a whole or divided person? That is my biblical question for this week. We have every way that you can watch and support the show listed on com slash show. com slash show. And you can also, anywhere in the world, listen to the show on your iPhone or iPad. You can podcast the show as well. But your iPhone or iPad, you can call the uh, talk stream live at 641-793-1500. That's 641-793-1500. And don't forget to follow. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Um, and we're on JLP Talk Twitter. JLP Talk on Twitter and Jesse Lee Peterson on Instagram. It is Friday. It's the last hour of the show. It's get it off your chest day. It is whatever, whatever is on your mind. Express yourself Friday. You Tom like a mug. You need to go to go to go to go and get yourself bleached. Because everything you say about black people and you sitting up there looking like a tar baby. Uh, it might sound like a semantics argument, but he's a great alien. Ah! I wonder if he's been smoking pot. If you have not noticed that the world seems to be going crazy, please ask someone close to you for help lifting up the rock under which you've been living. Politically, culturally, economically, the world you knew and which at least made a bit of sense is falling apart all around you. China has identified the cause of the mysterious new virus, coronavirus. Actually, the battle, of course, though, is overall violent crime is rising. Troubling rise in gun violence and homicide across the country. What we're seeing is a very specific, dramatic increase in murder and gun violence. When the date hits 2000, all computers will malfunction and the world will plunge into chaos. The airlines are in a mad scramble to meet equity targets. World War III has never been closer than it is right now. And people will die. Men have not been given the permission to to be is a very important word which is called vulnerable. A real man knows the healing power of sacred vulnerability. I'm 46 years old and I don't have a husband to take care of me. I'm 46 years old and I still need my mama. Being this close to the, the train derailment, I don't trust it. This is worse than what everybody thought it was and the People in town are afraid. And as the storm rolls over the ridge, buffalo turn, and what they do is they charge directly into the storm. This morning I wake up and I look in the mirror. Every part of my body was in the place. Many people lie. I don't want to act too high and mighty because tomorrow I may fall down on my face. Lord, I thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy. Thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. 
<laughs> what the? Amazing. Amazing. 888-775-3773. Let me go quickly back to Craig out of Chicago. Craig, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Okay. Um, so the my thing is, uh, I think that a lot of these liberals lack critical thinking skills, and they're very, very weak-minded and weak-willed. You know, even if you play devil's advocate and say, okay, we're going to give reparations to all the black people. Who's going to pay it? England's going to pay it? The Arabs going to pay it? What about the African kings that caught the slaves and brought them over there? Are they going to pay it? And then the American Indians, are they going to get reparations too? I mean, it's, you know, my dad told me growing up, you know, the world doesn't owe you anything. The world is not easy. The world is not, you know, it's not, it's what you make it. And I think if these people stop being so weak and stop asking for handouts, we'd be a lot better. Well, the government don't want people to be strong and independent. They want them weak because it helps build, it builds a big government, which brings in more money and perceived power for them. And so they work overtime uh, uh, to keep the people weak. That's why you have pot center where you can go anywhere now and buy drugs. They're giving out free drugs. They hand out food. They bring the illegals here and put them in hotels. They want weakness. They hate strength because they can't personally gain anything if you're strong. So they want the people, and most people don't have the know-how to be responsible for their own lives today. So this will happen until the people wake up, which is not going to happen. And so things are just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. I think we should we should uh, tell them if they they like these uh, countries so so much. Why don't you go live there? Go back to Africa. Go back to go to Sweden. Go to Canada. Go wherever you want with all that liberal crap. And go try to get a, a procedure at a hospital, and you'll see how, you know, how it is over there. Yeah. I've been there. It's not good. It's not. And that's why they're here, because they know it's not good. Even the, 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 the people of color who were born here, they know that those other countries are not as good as America. That's why they won't leave. Stupid people like Whoopi Goldberg and others, they'll complain about the country. I remember when the Great White Hope, won the presidency the first time around, Whoopi Goldberg and other. oh, I'm leaving the country. And they didn't go anywhere. They were just lying. <laughs> she's, she's, gonna, uh, she's not going to go anywhere. No. Because it's too easy here for yeah. to complain and perpetuate the victim mentality. That's the biggest problem yeah. with you know the black race. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Nobody cares. Get up and get a job. Amazing. I agree, man. Thank you, Grant. You're absolutely right. And uh, it's going to get worse, though. The situation is not going to get better because they're putting all the wrong people in the right positions to destroy America, not to make it better. In our government, police departments, and places like that. So it's just not going to get better anytime soon. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye now. 888-775-3773. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies. Oh, no, don't patronize. Tell me lies. Have you noticed that people love lies today? And they hate anyone that would tell them the truth? And they love lies. Love it. That's Yet another reason my country is falling apart, because they hate you if you tell the truth, and they love you if you lie. This is from Breitbart. Turn, Turning Point USA posted footage of Pete Buttigieg visit to East Palestine. Buttigieg refused to explain. You know, it took him a long time to go there, right? And people want to know, where you been, man? What the? Where have you been? Pete, this is from Turning Point. Watch this. 
The American public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job. Will you be resigning anytime soon? I'm not here for politics. I'm here to make sure the community can get what they need. Will you apologize? Sorry, I, I want to be will you apologize the for the response? That, um, for the slow response, taking your probably time? Probably one of the big ones. Okay, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here? Can you ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was They all have to answer to Mordecai. You go to vote for them anyway. So they don't have to ask, ask, or answer questions. Have you noticed that? If that was Donald Trump or anyone that worked for Donald Trump acting that way, not responding to the questions concerning the citizens, it would be a mess. And I want to show you how stupid the the the, uh, the talk show host on the View are. It, it's insane. And this is what happens when men don't uh, take control of their lives so they can guide the women in the right way to go. They go evil. Joy Behar on the Ohio, uh I mean, Joy Behar on the Ohio train derailment blamed Trump and his voters. This is from ABC. Watch this. The Republicans are obsessed with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, and safety standards. Biggest, Otherwise, where are we? We're all going to go up in flames. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he, won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show Today, that he is. But that's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. He thinks this is Donald Trump's fault. They think it's done. See how dumb women are? And not all, not all, not all, but most. And those women who have overcome, you're not dumb, but if you have not returned to your father, you're dumb. If you're not forgiving your mothers and grandmothers for what they've done to you, recreating you in their image, you're evil like that. Joy Behar look evil. And those women, and all of them blaming Trump? What the? He's not even the president, and yet he's getting blamed. Talk about diversity and equity and inclusion. What a mess. What a sad world this is. The world is evil, and it's not the physical world that's evil. It's the people of the world. I remember when America was a beautiful place to live. Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. It was nothing like it is now. Nothing. Zero. This is from uh, D-N-Y-U-Z. D-N-Y-U-Z. A U.S. diversity officer who who claimed to be of Latin, who claimed to be of Latin, South Asian, and Arab, descent has been lying about her name and heritage for years. Amazing. Her mother says the German the mother says I'm German and British. Her father was Italian. She's chosen to live a lie. And I found that very, I find that very, very sad. Sean, come and explain this video. Cause we don't have a sound bite for it. And this is interesting. It reminds me of that white woman who was a member or worked for the NWCP and she was passing as black for a long time. And this remind me of that. So Sean is my brand new producer and one of the experts on Jesse Lee Peterson. Explain this. So Rachel uh, Seidel is her original. According to her mother, that's her uh, birth name because her mother's German, her dad's Italian. And there you see pictures allegedly of her when she's a child and she looks like her regular 
white child, but she's been passing for That's years. That's her right there? That's her right, right there. She's been passing for years as Raquel Evita Saraswati, <laughs> and she claims to be a queer Muslim multi-ethnic. But uh, she looked like one of those Allah Abba people with head rags on her head. Right. It, it might be... Uh, I mean, it looks to me like a little bit of makeup and yeah. eyeliner. And yeah, a lot of makeup on him. A headdress. To, to get rid of that whiteness. Right, but Rachel Rachel Dolezal, I think her name is, is the other is the other lady who was... Uh, Passing for black. Right. A white woman trying to be black. Right. Oh, Rachel, uh, Rachel Dolezal said something like, uh, it's not about how you feel. It's not about what you are. It's about how you feel. Right. And um, it seems like a, more than a few people are... Are up to this, and so this her mother, this woman mother said that 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 gal white. She said she's white as the driven snow, <laughs> according to her mother. Did she get mad about that? Her mom is the one who who outed her, who, and so and she still pretended to be not white. Uh yes, she is. She says she sticks by her identity. So it's not about what she looked like; it's how she feel, right? So she go with the identity of how she feel, right? It it pays to be, it pays to have that um, victim mentality. She gets to claim that and all of the benefits that come with it. She's a U.S. you know diversity officer. What a mess! Raquel Avita Saraswati, poor alleged, lady, huh? Allegedly. Oh, amazing! Thank you, man. You're welcome. What the? And amazing. They keep trying to blame it on the great white hope what's happening here. And um, they have some insane people on these different jewelers, juries, and other places that going after the great white hope. But you can't stop the great white hope, Donald Trump. That ain't going to happen. I want to give you an example of what appears to be an insane person that is a um, part of a the foreman, the foreman of a the ju- the grand jury investigation. Right, this is from American Greatness. Emily Kors, the foreman of the grand jury investigation election interference, and a pair wicker enthusiastic. Wicca, I guess that's, oh, I think that's like a religion for these people. It's making the rounds in the media. This is from MSNBC. Watch this. We want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Wow. I just, I just, can you imagine having that on you? You're going through a trial and that is what's, the foreman, not, I mean, she should even be on a jury, but the foreman of it? Even CNN can't stand this, li- this little witch. Watch this from CNN. Uh, this person is talking on TV. I do not understand. She's clearly enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, is this responsible? She was the foreperson of this grand jury. This is a horrible idea. About indicting any person. You're talking about potentially taking away that person's liberty. She does not seem to be taking that very seriously. There's no reason for her to be out talking. No, she's not a- supposed to be talking about anything, really. But she's really not supposed to be talking about the deliberations. I think she's potentially crossing a line here. It's going to be a real problem for prosecutors. It will be. What the? What did this old world come into? But she's supposed to be vulnerable. It's time for men to be vulnerable. What the? Have you ever heard of a wicker? I have. You have? Yes, sir. And what is it? I think it's something to do with, like, witchcraft. A, a wicker is witchcraft? I think, it's in the, I think it's in the ballpark of a religion of witchcraft. You been to a wicker meeting? I don't know. I've never been to a wicked meeting. Oh, good. <laughs> if you went to one of those, you would have to end up smoking pot. 
<laughs> but I did one time play the Ouija board. You did? And and I was like, this ain't this ain't right. You saw the devil? I didn't, but I said, you know what? If you knock on a door, you got to be prepared who's going to yeah, open it. Yeah. And I said, we, we, you, know, you, shouldn't, you should stop knocking. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. What the, that's right. Here is uh, what is a wicker. This is from Religion for Breakfast. I guess they're explaining what a wicker is. Watch this. The word Wicca derives from the Old English word for witch or sorcerer. Practitioners, both men and women, self-identify as witches, a term that they reclaim as a positive title rather than the historical Christian view that witches are evil figures. Yes, Wicca involves practicing witchcraft, and they call themselves witches in that they believe in two equal deities, often characterized as a goddess and a horned god. These gods were worshipped as far back as the Neolithic times in Europe, and that the horned god was mistaken by Christians to be the devil. But reincarnation is probably the most common belief among Wiccans. Many Wiccans believe that they will be reborn as witches in the next life. <laughs> what the? Yeah, it appeared to be evil to me. And they said this woman that's going around talking about she's the foreman of this grand jury. It's been said that she is like excited, a, a Wicca enthusiast and she's on a grand jury and the foreman she's part of a grand jury and the f- would you like to have that on you sitting up there trying to judge you I interviewed a couple Wiccans before I interviewed them on the uh, Father State twice What's that, Sean? What's her name? What's it? Corinna Wilson and Wicca Blue Moon on the Father State. This is from the Father State. Watch this. What are auras? So your aura is the energy band. I can oh. see it in color. It's a, like a heat signature across your body. And you can read that? Yeah, they're different color codes, and therefore we can see what's coming in. and What, what color is my aura? You have a very high purple color right here, so that's the right side. That's what you're projecting out to the world. I have with me Wicca Blue Moon. So are you a good witch or a bad witch? I try to be as good as I humanly can. Are you bad sometimes? I'm not perfect. I, I've been known to do a couple of uh, bad spells here and there. Ooh. How do you discover all this stuff? Through my goddess. How old is she? She is as old as the earth is. Oh, what she said, come on to me, Wiki Blue Moon. What she saying that? <laughs> <laughs> what the? Talk about good versus evil, right? I would suggest you wake up. It's totally up to you, but I would suggest you wake up. Become an individual. Become your own man. Live from within. The kingdom of heaven is within. Kyle. Is it Kyle? Uh, it's a first-time caller on, from Virginia. Kyle, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Good day, Jesse. How are you? All is well. Thanks for calling. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I tried calling during Martin Luther King's birthday last month and uh, didn't get through. But um, I just wanted to tell you about this experience I had when I was living uh, when I well, I was living in Fredericksburg. I won't say where, but I worked at a uh, at a fish restaurant, um, served soul food and stuff. And uh, noon is the uh, church crowd. The church rush comes in, and the first two people were two elderly black ladies. Um, oh, have to be older than you, probably. They're probably dead now, but um, but they came in, and the lady was talking to the other one and said something to the effect of. D.C. was a wonderful place to raise your kids until Martin Luther King, King came messing around that place. And my jaw dropped, because at the time, I didn't really know a whole lot about, you know, a whole lot about the whole diversity thing, what you've been talking about with all the, you know, the hate and the race stuff. It was during the Obama years, and then eventually, after George Floyd, I, uh, 
I started really getting into this this whole you know racism thing, and I learned a lot about. Um, I, I found you, and I found Walter E. Williams, the late great Walter Williams, yeah, uh, from George Mason, and May then I learned a lot from Thomas Sowell. Yes, yes, and then Thomas Sowell, who um, who I absolutely adore um, and read, you know, some of his stuff, but. Um, no, that was something I just wanted to get off my chest. It's Black History Month, and, and the three of you guys are, are definitely worth uh, mentioning, um, the unsung heroes, I guess. But one other thing I wanted to say. Let um, me just add to that before you do. Uh, okay. What most people don't know is that the whole civil rights movement was about socialism and controlling the people. It was never about uniting the people and making America better or making black people better. It really was Absolutely. about uh, socialism. And uh, Uncle Tom 2, the movie Uncle Tom 2, does a great job of laying that out, and you can't miss it. It's so clear. And I, But I do remember uh, the older people, because I lived in Alabama at the time that that was happening, the so-called civil rights movement. And they didn't want, they were saying that the blacks should not get involved with that mess with Martin Luther King and others, because it wasn't about bringing black and white people together. It was about controlling the people. And that's why I say that the worst thing that has happened to the blacks other than abortion was the civil rights movement because they have not, and most, not all, not all, not all, but most have not gotten better. They've only gotten worse. I can can agree to that, uh, especially with what's, you know, in the news, late in, in the news, but um, uh, one other thing I just wanted to mention, um, so I've been listening to you uh, daily uh, at work. I'm at work right now uh, with my coworkers and stuff, and they don't always agree with you, but my brother ended up buying some merch, and he says that, uh, that the, uh, it's still printing, I guess, the shirts. He says that the printers are beta. He says that the, uh, that the uh, merch looks amazing, and he can't wait to have it, and uh, he says the shipping is a mess. And so oh, okay. I just wanted to relay that to you. I appreciate <laughs> that. We're, we're checking out. See what's going on. All right. Well, thank you, sir. You have a good day. All right. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, your call. All right. Bye now. Bye. Amazing. Let me go to Bill out of Tennessee. Bill, welcome to the show. You're on the air. What's up, Jesse? How are you? All is well, Bill. Thanks for calling. Oh, I, uh, I called a few months ago and talked about, I know you say don't ask a black man who remembers, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> you remember, my, I was the one that told you, you, you asked me, um, what did my dad say when I felt that my mom had abandoned me or whatever, and I told you, he said even coyotes come back to check on their kids or whatever, all that, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I went and forgave my mom uh, yesterday, even though, you know, you told me a few months ago to do it. What took you so long mm-hmm. to do it? Uh, I I couldn't get I I was still angry. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I was still mad about it. And then yesterday, or no, a couple of days ago, I was like, "There's no sense in being mad about it. Just go ahead and get it out of the way." And so, um, she stays in Texas. I stay in Tennessee, so I did a Zoom call with her, uh-huh. so we could see each other. And I told her that I forgave her and that I resented her for a long time. For what happened or what she did when when I was younger, and uh, yeah, I mean, she started crying. What's she crying for? She said, um, <clears throat> she said that she felt bad and that she wanted to come back around, but she didn't want to embarrass us. Oh, what? The? Embarrass herself? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, but yeah, I and, did that yesterday. Nice man. And how did that go for you once you did it? Hold on. Can you hold, Bill? Yeah. Let me take a quick break. 888-7753-773. Quick break. Back in a moment. I'm 32 years old now, and I've been I, I've been clinically depressed since I was 
17 years old. And ever since I started listening to you a couple of months ago, bro, I don't even need to hear the word depression. I don't even care about that because that's not anything that I identify with anymore. Nice. I'm 100% cured. I'm 100% better because I've been listening to the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate you. And I just can't even, you know, begin to tell you how much I really appreciate the things that you're doing for young men. Young men need to hear this. And young men need to know this message that you're delivering because it's important. It's vital to their lives, Jesse. I just wanted to let you know that, man. That's amazing. I mean, you made my day, man. When I hear one soul has returned to the Father, it's like a thousand. It's better than silver and gold. So God bless you, man. Welcome back. Busy day today. At the top of this hour, number one, at the top of this hour, Hake Report is coming up. The Hake, H-A-K-E, report.com from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific time. And James Hake is on fire. He's on fire from 9 to 11 a.m. Then you can podcast TV. he's every Tuesday at 11 to 12, all right? So he's not on today, but you can podcast. And then at 12 noon today, brand new episode of the TV. Brand new episode at 12 Pacific time. Amazing conversation with Alexander Pagani. He is an author and apostolate Bible teacher and founder of Amazing Church Global. Watch this. Next time on The Fallen State. Where did you become a pastor? While serving nine years in prison, I did have a supernatural encounter with Jesus Christ. He spoke to me in my right ear and said, follow me. So you no longer have anger? Whoa, yeah. I don't get angry. Then I'm the, then I'm of the devil. There's no way around that one. I own it. I'm from the Bronx. When I was in the street, I would eat young guys like that, that had that need of a father figure. I was the guy doing black-on-black crime. Did Adam listen to the woman? If I say yes, what am I actually saying yes to? To the truth. I haven't walked off yet. (laughs) (laughs) TheFallenState.tv. And then today at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Next stream, the Anchor Baby Show at 4 p.m. Pacific time. At Sunday morning, we have fellowship for all. If you're in the L.A. area, you come on down. You can watch it live. Go to rebuildingtheman.com slash church. You can also podcast, rebuildingtheman.com slash church. So a busy day today. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't want to miss it. Let me go. There's one line open at 888-7753-773. Let me go to Bill. Bill went and forgave his mother on yesterday. And uh, Bill, yeah, was it as hard as you thought, uh, imagined it would be to face her? No, I don't think it was. I, I didn't. I, I never thought it would be hard. It's just whether or not I wanted to. Oh, I see. Like I, you know what I mean. So it's like it, 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 I, it's not hard for me to come out and say what's on my mind. But right, can I get past the anger to say it? And then you, was there a part of you at one time that didn't want to forgive her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm 20, I'm 28. So ever since I was, I don't know, 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you have, man, you will not regret it. If you stay on that straight and narrow path and watch those thoughts, and, and and just know that they're not yours, and those emotions, they're both evil. None of them yeah. are good. And just watch that. You have not seen anything, Bill. It gets, 
you're going to live on this earth in an amazing way. Even if no one else know it, you will know it, and it'll be amazing. Also, um, it, it's kind of a, a big relief off of my shoulders. Honey, you just kind of feel this weight lift off of you. Yeah. When you do it. Yeah. And then also, I also, um, so I did thank her for not keeping me from my father as well. Good. She could have done that, but I did thank her for that. I told her I appreciate that, that you didn't do that. Well, good, man. Well, now you just wish yeah. her well, and hopefully she will work on her life. If she does, that's fine. If she doesn't, that's fine because it's totally up to her. But yeah. you are going to have an amazing life now. Yeah. Are you Can doing I ask the you silent one more question? Yeah, let me ask. Are you oh, doing yeah. the silent prayer? Yeah, yeah, I do that. I do that yeah. day and night. Yes. Yeah, stay with that, man. Go okay. ahead. Um, what are your thoughts on interracial relationships? Just curious. I, I personally, I have no thoughts about it at all. And the reason that it happened for the most part is that men and women are trying to get away from the person that raised them. Like uh, a lot of, well, all men hate their mothers and they think uh-huh. that if they marry a different race of a woman, that somehow or another, the spirit of that woman going to be better or different than the mother that raised them. But when uh-huh. they get rid of it with her, or him, they realize it's the same spirit. So they're not coming together because they're loving one another. They're coming together thinking that being with a different race would be better than the parent that raised them. Oh, okay, I got but, but you end up with the same spirit because the only way you're going to overcome that mama spirit is that you must forgive so God can remove that spirit away from you. Then gotcha. you would be attract. You would not be too attracted to the spirit that you hate. Okay, I got you. Are you married to a white woman? <laughs> no, no, I'm not married at all. Oh. I was just curious. All of it. Uh, yeah, and you can tell that I'm black. You black. Yeah, <laughs> you so black. What the? <laughs> yeah, I'm black. You black? Uh, but all of <laughs> all, uh, I just ask because I don't dis- I don't discriminate against either. I'll date any race. Right. And my previous two girlfriends were white, and you just you know I hear a lot of people like, especially the fathers, they don't like it. Most of the time, in my personal experience, or uh, you'll hear people like chime in who are black and say, why are you with that person? And then people on their side that, that are white will chime in and say, why are you with that person? Just because of that. So that's why I ask. Yeah. When I see it, and I have friends who are married to different races, and even in my family, I'm not personally moved by it at all. I just understand yeah. why it's happened, but I don't care either way. I treat everybody the same. And uh, yeah. so I, it, it, I'm not bothered by it at all. Have you ever dated a black woman? No. You, but you dated two white women and no black woman in Tennessee. What the? Yes, Tennessee. It, Look, I, it's, it, and I was trying to explain this to somebody one day. They're like, "Why have you only dated white girls?" I said, "Well, I've went to all white schools. Every, all any any social events I've been to have mostly been all white." And I was never really accepted fully by the black girls because they want to date, you know, the hood guy yeah. with his pants sagging and stuff. And that's my personal experience when I was in high school, somewhat in college. So I was, you know, I just dated what's available. I go to the, most of the time, you know, I'm in places where mostly just white people are, like going to the gym. There's not a lot of black people at my gyms. Oh, so, are you? See what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I date what's around me, I guess. Right. If you uh, was it hard to deal with the white women that you would date, have dated? Uh, as far as can you explain? Uh, did they obey you? Not really. Not really. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know how hard it is to find a woman that's going to obey you. Right. It's like looking for it's a needle in a haystack. <laughs> yes, it's hard. They just want to. <laughs> 
you'll you'll explain you'll try to explain something to them very clearly, and they will just do the opposite just to do the opposite. Yeah, just to just to try to make you mad or whatever. They do that too. They try to like they do things like you say to make you mad. Yeah, or try to make you mad. And uh, no, they don't listen. I just that's why sometimes I, I just let them do whatever. That's why um, during the you know. dating period, the courtship period, a man should find out clearly if he think that he's going to end up marrying a woman, he should find out clearly if she's going to obey him. And if she says yeah. no, he should dump her right away, knowing that this would never make for a good wife or a mother. You should right. find that out while you're dating. Then they, they'll, add, they'll add on, they'll want something in return for obeying. Like, you know, they want to be taken care of. They don't have to pay any bills and something like that. Have have you given the women you've dated? Have you given them money? No, oh. not like, no, not large sums. I might buy gifts, pay for dinner, something like that. But I don't know. Like, they don't come to me. And go, hey, I need five hundred dollars to pay my rent or to pay. No, I don't do that. Oh, good man. And then the so. dinner was like at McDonald's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my dad. My dad told me a long time ago. He said, "If you get, if you date a good-looking woman, you take her to uh, McDonald's because all your friends will be there. If you, if you date an ugly woman, take her to Red Lobster because you won't see anybody you know." Ooh, wow! What the? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? But, no, I uh, no, I wasn't at McDonald's. I don't eat McDonald's. It, it was like maybe some Mexican food. Yeah, something like nice. that. Nice, good man. Yeah. Well. Don't look for one. God, you just stay on the straight and narrow path, not that you're forgiven. You just stay, overcome thoughts and feelings, and God will add whatever needs to be to your life. It's going to yeah. happen naturally. And it'll be perfect, it'll be good, and there'll never be an issue with it at all. So no I should break up with my white girlfriend now. She uh, white. She white. Are you dating a white girl now? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Is she older than you? No. She's twenty twenty five, I think. So three years younger than me. She said she will not obey you? Unless I was if if we were living together and I was the man of the house and I was taking care of her in a way, you know, she didn't have to work and stuff, she would. So she lays but, she laid out the rules? No, I wouldn't say that. But it can't be no if like that. So will, will you obey me? Yes or no? It can't be on anything that she think it should be based on. Got you. God's rules are not based on what someone else think about it. Got you. And so just date and 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 watch and be yourself, and you see, and. If it's not meant to be, it'll fade away anyway. But uh, it, it, the rules of God is not based on what I or anyone else think about them. Okay. And then they yeah. can't come up with their own rules, pretend mm-hmm. that they're following God's rules. So she has to obey me all the time. Yeah. Is she, is she educated? No. Um, I see what you're saying. She should she should have to obey me for me to want to marry her in the in the beginning. Yes. Meaning she should show me who she is before. Right. Correct? That's what I always thought. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's what I always thought. So yeah, okay. Got you. No, she's not educated. A lot of times they... high school she's got a head of high school education. Oh good. Has she ever picked cotton? <laughs> <laughs> Take her down there to Alabama, let her pick some cotton beforehand, too. (laughs) (laughs) On a hot day. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Bill. Good talking to you, man. Stay with the prayer and watch and let life happen. And just know that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. Okay. All right. Stay with yeah, it, man. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye. now. Bye. Um, who's on five? Jidget. Jidget. 
a first-time call out of Kentucky. Ginger, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Yes, sir. Uh, it's pronounced Gidget, like the the show. Oh, nice. Oh, so. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, my mom was like so proper fan and Gidget. So I had to watch all the movies, so I know all the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I remember the movie. I just hadn't heard the name in so long. I didn't know people yeah. still named their children that. Yeah, my mom was old school with all that stuff. So. Nice. But um, I started watching your show, and I find the stuff that you talk about very interesting. Thank you. And um, I agree with a lot of the things that you say. And um, <clears throat> I seen the um the one that you did uh with Gino Jenkins. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, right on the father's state there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really good. Thank you. And um, some other ones that I've seen that you do, I really like. And um, I was kind of wondering, like, because uh, you mentioned you're from Alabama, I'm originally from Columbus, Georgia. So, nice. You know, I used to hang out yeah, in Georgia. <laughs> well, the river, Chattahoochee. But, uh, yeah, we're in Kentucky because our daughters moved up here and we wanted to be close to our grandchildren. And so, um, but I wanted to know, like, biblically, like, um, what were you raised, like, uh, Bible-wise? Well, I was uh, a Baptist growing up. Okay. Yeah. A Baptist. Um. Yeah, my grandfather and my grandmother, they pretty much raised me and my three sisters. Uh-huh. And so they would take us to gospel singing and stuff like that. And my grandfather was, I really didn't understand it because I was really young at the time. So right. We just went. Yeah. And then as I got older, I wanted to know my father in heaven a lot more. So I started studying the Bible a lot more. And um, my grandparents, like the guy before, I grew up on the south side of Columbus, Georgia. So I went to school with nothing but black and Hispanic. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Oh, they didn't it beat you me, up. I'm. I'm really not because it makes me more open. And when I became a Christian, though, I realized that there was good white people. Because growing up, I didn't know any good white people. Amazing. Yeah, all the white people I knew, like me and wives, were perverts, (laughs) including my dad. Wow. So So that was the reason my grandparents were pretty much raising us because of my dad. My dad was an alcoholic. He was a womanizer, and he was a pervert, and my mom... She would self-medicate herself and drink to deal with it, but she would stay with him. And, yeah, I have forgiven my parents. Um, my dad is deceased, and I'm taking care of my mother now. She has dementia. And my grandparents have passed away, uh, but my dad passed away in 2005. And um, But my mother, she has dementia, like I said, so I'm taking care of her. And... I love my parents, you know, and I forgive them did for t- what they've done. Did you tell you know, them the that? Like, I'm sorry, sir? Did you tell them that you were sorry for resenting them? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You told your mother? Yes, sir. And what did she say when you I told loved, her? I adore my mother, and I, I wish before my dad passed, we would have had a better relationship. Right. Closer. Yeah. But... The thought of the perversion and the stuff he did, I wouldn't be too affectionate with him because I was scared of that to, to come back up. Oh, I see. And so, have but you have forgiven him now? Yeah, I have. I have. And I, I really, I am saddened that we didn't have a close relationship. Yeah. Because it may have been how he was raised. Right. That was the way that. 
he only knew how to love. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, and, that's why um, you're not supposed to judge. You're supposed to pray for one another, not judge one another, because everybody yes, sir, born, everyone is born into hell. Yes, sir. I agree. And I, I think that that had a lot of reasons, because I turned to other races today because I was, like, just repulsed by. So you resented him real bad? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I'll Amazing. admit that, yeah. So you date black guys? I did, and uh, I married a Puerto Rican man. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's awesome. My, my husband is awesome. Do, do you obey him? Yes, I do. So and I, I do believe that God is the head, the husband is over me, and me, then the kids. Nice. Like the umbrella. Yes, I do agree with that. And so... Um, you said you guys moved to ten- Kentucky to be near your grandchildren? Yeah, to be near our daughters and our grandchildren. Did they ask y'all to move up there? Yeah. Oh, okay. But there was something that I have to deal with now because we were living in Georgia. My husband, is originally, he was in the military, so we met at through the military. And he's from Brooklyn, New York. He didn't want to move back to Brooklyn, New York, and raise kids. We were just going to stay in Georgia. But my daughters, I can't say they made me do it, but they convinced me to move up here to Kentucky. My husband didn't want to do that. So I thought you obeyed your husband then. I went against him. So so you don't obey your husband. I, I do obey him. But you, if you moved to Georgia, time, if you moved to Kentucky and, and he didn't want to, you went because your daughter asked you to come. You didn't obey your husband. No, I didn't. And I'm paying for it now because y- yep. I've had nothing but disappointment being here. I hate it here. I despise it here so much. Yeah. Well, that's and what happens when I know you don't. God is working with me on it. Well, that's I what happens when you don't I'm obey your husband. Yeah, I know. Have you I've always pu- asked God, even when I went to go get my mom. Um, you brought to, your mom up there too. Yeah. What well, a I mess! I know. What the. Send your, send your mama back. She never wanted to be put in a nursing home. No, send her back to the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> your mama's a headache. No, my mom is actually good. No, your mama ain't good. She is. She I know really good, is. and I know your mama. Your mama ain't good. But let me ask. She is good. My mom, my mom believes in God very good. Uh-huh. She reads her Bible. She's very in the word of God. She does not even remember being an alcoholic or a drug addict. I bet you don't. No, she doesn't. But let me ask because I'm tired. and everything. Gidget, why did your yes. husband let you bring your mama up there? Because he had uh, no say-so in that part. He had what? He didn't have a say-so in that part because I'm the one that had guardianship of her, not him. So if he had told you you could not bring your mama, you would have disobeyed him? No. Yes, you would have. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Yes, you would have. And you know what's so crazy? I visited here a year before I decided to move up here, and I hated it. And I was like... What the heck is wrong with me? You got to overcome your anger. Let me give me a quick yes or no. Have you heard of Ken Folks Corner in Columbus? Of who? Ken Folks Corner in Columbus, Georgia. Ken Folks Corner. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Maybe it's not there anymore. That's where the blacks used to hang out. No, I was off of Buena Vista Road. Oh, okay. Gidget, can you call me on Monday? Because you got to overcome your anger. 
Yes, sir, I will. I can call you Monday. Yeah, because I'm out of time, and I'll take your call. Let them know you. I told you to. Call, I asked you to call back, and th- and that way I can take your call right away. All right. Yes, sir. All right, good Thank to, you for taking my call today, though. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So be sure to call me back so I can point you to the way to overcome your anger. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Double All right. You too. I am out of time. The Hake Report is coming up now. TheHakeReport.com. Become your own man. Become your own woman. Be still and know God. Overcome thoughts and emotions, right? You'll be fine. Be willing to stand alone. God is with you. Have a good day and amazing cause today. Uh, Bernie Lee. Bernie Lee from Canada. Sean from San Diego. The call that just hung up and the ones that are coming in, I'm out of time. Hake Report is... to do we gotta show him who boss he put a viking in you he put that lightning in you igniting the truth but you beg and blame and lie and hate and never want to stand for the truth so what you planning to do you understand in the loop you better go talk to your mama better stop with the drama better drop all the trauma boy you better stand up and up put your hand up and hut because if you don't then we lose and then we gotta hear the fake news whoa Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer. And I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it. And then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back. Because anyone and all people who has anger, they're not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself. So that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and holler, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. So I asked the question, are you better than a child molester? I've discovered over the 30 years of counseling, the one thing that's missing, the one thing that's missing, and I think because it's not taught in the homes or talked about, we don't have examples of it, right? Is love. Our theme this year is to bring back Christianity to love God with all our heart, soul, and might, our neighbor as ourselves, and uh, to endure. And there, when you're in a fallen state, people will judge the molester but think they're better than the molester. And I ask, well, why do you think you're better? What I realize, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself or how much you have or don't have or how you accomplish things in life or don't. If you have no love, you have nothing. 
Thank you, Jesse Lee Peterson, Hassan, and Sean, and Nick, helping make it happen. What an excellent Get It Off Your Chest Friday.